good evening marketplace it's overseer daphne i'm really really excited to be sharing with each one of you all tonight for our wednesday night feel look i'm not going to be before you guys long i just have a quick word for you all and that word is a reminder that god actually cares i believe that this message is going to be a blessing for each one of you that are watching this i pray that you can pull out your notebooks take a few notes and let's move on into this message share this video with your friends share with your family members save it for when you need to watch it later on when you're going through seasons and moments when you feel like no one cares listen if nobody else cares god actually cares about and for you and yours let's pray Father God, we bless you and we thank you. God, I just thank you so much for being God. God, I thank you for loving us. God, I thank you for your gift of sending your, your only begotten son to die such a horrific death while we were yet sinners. God, I thank you for the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. God, I thank you for um, its enabling power and the spiritual gifts that come through him. So Lord, right now, I pray that you will decrease Daphne and increase the gift of your Holy Spirit in me so that you might speak a word through me for your people um, that they might need to hear God speak through me so that we may hear what your spirit has for the church is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray amen so we have been making this corporate declaration that we are living super abundant lives we are healthy we are whole and we are complete we are healthy we are whole we are complete and then i heard somebody out in the congregation saying and there's nothing lacking and nothing missing come on 100 percent whole and i am so excited about that declaration i am all for it um we are a body of believers who are serious about getting it right doing it right this time i think about two years ago everybody was putting up hashtag yoa the year of again and let me tell you every morning we wake up with new mercies is a year of again it's a new day a new dawning another opportunity for us to live a super abundant life in our spiritual lives and our emotional lives and our mental physical financial and our marriages with our children on our jobs in our schools in this community throughout the world God is doing an amazing work and what I want to share with you all today is just a reminder reminder that God cares about you. God cares about what you care about. God cares about your problems. God cares about what's going on. Like he cares about us. And let me tell you, Every time I read 1 Peter chapter 5, I am like, oh my God, thank you, God. But it's such a foreign realization that God cares for me <laughs> because I've spent most of my life actually trying to buy the care and affections of people. So I've spent most of my life trying to make sure that when I was a kid that I made straight A's so that people would applaud me or that I did well on sports teams or that I was pretty enough or dated the right guy or did the right things or did just enough to fit in um and as an adult i would join committees at work or committees on the the church and throughout the community all because i wanted folks to care and what i actually found out after i would burn myself completely out is that most of the folks at best cared about what i can do but they sure certainly did not care about me so the fact that god actually cares about me <laughs> Like little old Daphne, like he cares about the little things that are important to me. Like he cares about 
me wanting certain things to work in harmony in my household or he cares about the scents that I want in my car or he cares about how I arrange my office or how I want to raise my son or the type of marriage that I want. Like God cares for me. Like God cares about Sunday morning, how I need to have at least 20 minutes to get myself together or he always sets enough time for me to get out of tenor into a good alto when I have to sing or praise sing. Like God cares about us. He cares about the things that other people make us feel are insignificant. He cares about our feelings. He cares about our emotions. He cares about our dreams. He cares about our anxieties. God cares about us and the real us, not the us that we try to pretend we are. God actually cares about us. And God does not look at our issues and disqualify us from his grace because he cares he actually asks us to bring our worries our frets our regrets our fears our shames as well as our petitions to him he actually not only allows us to but he expects us to and he practically demands for us to bring those to him because he actually wants them and not in this weird kind of obsession with um drama thing that we see nowadays Days. He's not asking us to bring his cares, be, bring us his, bring him our cares because he just wants to be all up in our business. First of all, he's omnipresent, so he already knows our issues. Um, but this is not like a um, love and hip hop situation where God is just trying to, ooh, let me see what's wrong with Daphne today. God actually wants our cares because he wants us to be a part of his will. And he realizes that until we can drop those cares, drop the burdens, drop the weight off of us, that we actually cannot walk into communion with him. We actually cannot truly allow him to abide in us fully until we remove the stuff that sin has put there, that the world has put there that our terrible decisions have put there that soul ties and, and, and that shame and that guilt and then that neglect and that trauma has placed there until we actually cast those um, cares on him we actually can't truly fully commune with him and so I want to encourage you to do something today and it, we've been reading this scripture for a few weeks now, but I want you to actually hear these words today. And I want to dig into a little bit deeper. I want you to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That's it. That's my message for tonight. God actually cares about you. So as a result, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Why? Because it's better with God. Your it, whatever your it is, your career, your finances, your your kid, your spouse, your heart, your mind, the the diagnosis you got from your doctor, the bad news you got from the bank, that whatever you got in the mail today, or the phone call that you got, the 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 um, night terrors that you're having, the anxiety, whatever it is in your life, it is better with God. And in order for it to truly get to God, and you to actually feel the beauty and the freedom y'all is better over here to truly feel the freedom of the care and love for God you have to give it to Jesus and you have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God because he cares for you first Peter chapter 5 verse 6 through 7 Bishop has been reading this for the past couple of weeks but I'm just going to go ahead and read it it says therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you 
Bishop really kind of <laughs> sobered us up Sunday. We were excited. We were up clapping. Oh, super abundant life. I am, I am healthy. I am whole. I am complete. My family is healthy. My family is whole. My family is complete. And he kind of stopped us like, yes, but you can only say that if your cares have been cast on God. <laughs> Not if you keep casting your cares on people. People don't offer you a super abundant life. Facebook doesn't offer you a super abundant life. Instagram doesn't offer you a super abundant life. Twitter doesn't offer you a super abundant life. That guy in your DM, that sis in your DM, wherever you keep going that you're casting your cares on, that's not at the feet of Jesus. None of that can offer you a super abundant life. We have to come to the realization that the God, the most powerful being in the universe, the creator of the world, cares about us and has access to cast our cares on him. We have to trust him enough to actually humble ourselves under him, to actually cast our cares on him so that we can actually see the manifestation of these declarations. What's stopping us from seeing the reality of the super abundant life? A lot of times we like to say is the devil, but the reality is it's us. We keep saying, God, I want you to have it, but I mean, not really. God, I want to cast my cares on you, but let me hold on to these. Or God, I know that you're working it out, but not fast enough. So let me kind of jump in here real quick and help you with this situation. God says, humble yourself. Peter tells us he's the voice of God in this situation. But Peter tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he can exalt us. And a lot of times we look at that exaltation like, oh, he's going to make me um, an overseer or he's going to make me the boss of my job. But actually, he is going to exalt us out of our situations. He um, exalts himself. He manifests his name in our life, his, his character, his will. He brings grace and favor into our situations. So his exaltation is actually um, um, allowing us to come out us actually seeing his glory and our situation whatever that situation is so i really wanted to dig a little bit deeper in this text but i don't have enough time so i'm actually again going to just focus on that a clause of verse six humble yourself under the mighty hand of god our response to the reality that god actually cares has to be true humility peter tells us to humble ourselves and humility actually is a requirement for us to be under the mighty hand of God. You can't be under the hand of God if you are not under the hand of God. A lot of us want the mighty hand of God to work on a situation. But if we're honest, we kind of like want the hand of God like on our shoulder. Or actually, where we want the hand of God is on our back. Because we want to move ahead of God. We want to move ahead of God's will. <laughs> and we want to do what we're doing and then have the might and power in favor of God um, moving behind us to bless our situations. What Peter tells us to do from this scripture that we love to quote, casting your cares on him because he cares on you. Again, let's, let's start at verse 6 before we get to verse 7. Is humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Subject yourself to God. Um, J. Vernon McGee, he said that it is only when you and I come in humility that we will be able to know the grace of God. And many of us have difficulty casting our cares. We have difficulty truly being humble because we have issues of pride. And, and I know <laughs> 
when we think about the goodness of God, we are always like, oh, I'm so humble. I'm so unworthy. And, you know, we snot and we, we throw ourselves around. We think about all the goodness of Jesus. Um, Sunday Bishop gave such a graphic um a graphic picture of the path to God's power of how um, his Jesus's beard was ripped off and, and flesh came off and he was exposed up on the cross with nails in his hands and you know we, we know we know the path of power but it, it's just something different when you hear it presented the way that Bishop presented it and we cried and we were singing and we were dancing and we were leaping but we still don't truly humble ourselves even to that guy we're like, man, you have done so much for us. We are so grateful, but I just can't surrender myself to you. And the thing is, most of us don't even realize we're operating in pride because pride manifests itself in two different ways. So pride shows up in our, our um, saying two different lies. Pride tells two lies when it comes to the will of God. The first lie that pride says is, I can handle this situation better than God. So that's the whole, I'm going to hold on to it, Jesus, right? The second lie, though, that pride tells us is that God does not want to work on my behalf. So it's either I can work on my behalf better than God or God doesn't want to, which both are a lie. So we are either all the way on the top of the spectrum, I'm too good for God to work on it, or all the way at the bottom of I'm not good enough. Forgot to work in it. Both of those are pride. Both of those are are, are are manifesting our will, putting our lie over the truth and will of God. God wants to work on our behalf, period. God wants to work on our behalf, period. And it's not because we are so good. It's because we're his kids. It's because we are his creation. He created us to be in communion with him. And if there was anything interrupting or interfering with that communion, God is going to put a stop to that. God wants to remove any barrier to communion with him. It's not because, oh, um, so-and-so is such an amazing singer. So-and-so is such a great drummer. So-and-so is such a great artist or author or preacher or teacher or whatever it is that you do to glorify God. God does it because we are his kids. I'm a mom, and I do stuff for Caleb all the time, and sometimes he does stuff that made me mad the second before I did something good for him. I'm like, did you really? So you poured your juice all over my light gray carpet, like on purpose, and smiled and clapped for it. But I'm still about to feed you. I'm, I still bought you these new sneakers. I'm still about to take you to the park because I love you, and I want you to develop into a strong man of God. And so I want to give you these great memories and these great opportunities, not because you deserve it, but because you're my child, and that's what I do for my kids. And if I, a sinful woman, care that much for my son, imagine how much more so God will do on our behalf, our Heavenly Father, who is perfect in every way. So Peter tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he can exalt us. So let me tell you first what humility is not. Humility is not self-conscious. A lot of times, going back to the lies, we spend so much time trying to prove we're humble that we actually are no longer operating in humility. We're either in low self-esteem or I don't, I don't even know what to describe it, but we are constantly like, I got to be humble. 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 I can speak for myself. When people try to honor 
honor me, they'll come and say, you did such a great job. You know, instead of me just saying to God be the glory, I'll actually pull attention further to myself or pointing out all of my inadequacies. Oh, you did such a great job preaching last week. Oh, but I stuttered on this word and I didn't get to this point. I spent too much time here. My hair didn't look the way it needed to look. My feet were hurting. I wasn't making enough engagement with the crowd. How does that give glory to God? So I want to encourage us not to be self-conscious about our humility, but to just be humble. And what humility is, what it actually is, is a proper estimate of yourself in relationship to God. So going right back to what Jesus, what Jesus, Lord have mercy, what Bishop said was to fix your fixation. If my fixation is on, am I being humble enough? Or if my fixation is on people's perspective of the life that I'm living, do people think I'm too grand? Do people think I'm too proud? Do think people think I'm all that? If that's where I'm at as God elevates me, then my fixation is not on Jesus and I'm not humble. I'm distracted and I'm not giving God glory if that's where my fixation is. However, if my fixation is on glorifying God, and my fixation is on the beauty of Jesus and all the great things that God has done for me. You know the song, when I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, um, if that is my focus, if that is my fixation, then I am truly operating in humility because I know it's only because of Jesus that I am who I am today and that God is taking me where he's taking me. Um, Bishop talked about a song on Sunday about I don't know why God loves me and I don't know why he cares. And he said that God was challenging him to stop singing that. And it made me think about a song that um, when I got saved for real in college that I had on repeat all the time. And I find myself going back to that sometimes. Um, and it's by Israel Hutton. It's on the album called A Deeper Level, which actually I, I tell people all the time is the soundtrack of my salvation. Um, and there's a song that says, where would I be if not for your grace carrying me through every season? And I think of that. Where would I be? I know where I will be. I will be, as the song says, a wretch undone. Um, I think about where God pulled me from in that season. And then the seasons that have come since then, the season I'm in now, where God has pulled me from, the things that God has carried me over or carried me through that I know that without the grace and power of God I would not have made it through. When I think of that, it reminds me of the importance of God's grace. And it, it, it truly puts my perspective of myself, of my estimation of myself, into perspective of God. And my humility is not a low self-esteem, oh, I'm just, I'm just, um, dirt and I'm nothing to God, but it makes me think, wow, this king of kings put me through that, that I put myself into. When I think about that, that keeps me humble. Our eyes should be fixed on the glory of God. Our eyes should be fixed on the grace and the mercy of God. And when we focus on that, it keeps us humble and it keeps us grateful. And it ought to give us a certain level of confidence that um, God loves me enough to pull me through that. He has a plan for me. So I don't care what the enemy keeps whispering in my ear. I don't care what the haters have to say about me. I don't care about what obstacles came into my way. But I know God loves me. The God who can change it all loves little old me. And so how dare I dishonor the season he's given me with my head held down? How dare I dishonor him 
in this season questioning if I'm good enough. How dare I dishonor all he's done for me by walking around worried about what people who are not God have to say about the season he's put me in. True humility is our setting our eyes on Jesus and comparing ourselves to that. Have I, re have I reached the standard of holiness, which is the life of Christ? No. Let me work harder today to get there. No, that doesn't mean I'm a terrible person, but it means I got work to do. I don't have time to focus on anything else but meeting the standard of Jesus. Peter tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And that's the mighty hand, okay? So we've talked about humility. I want to give you a quick point, point. I'm almost done, about the mighty hand of God. We see all throughout the Bible about how um, authors use the mighty hand of God as a symbol. We see it in Exodus, Deuteronomy, Job, 1 Samuel, 2 Chronicles. Those are some good places to look if you really want to see that specifically. And it demonstrates God's active and powerful presence in the life of believers. The mighty hand of God is God's active presence and powerful presence in the hand of believers. I grew up, I'm a church girl, I'm a PK, I'm a Baptist girl, and I grew up hearing the deacons all the time say, oh God who sits high and looks low. And I find myself actually praying that from time to time because it is true. Um, but that was the only image I had of God for a long time. And um, the picture that I would have would be of Zeus. Um, if you guys have seen the cartoon Hercules, the Disney cartoon, um, and it will be of this this um, Zeus-like God sitting on this great big throne like in Olympus. Um, so not Olympus, but heaven. And I will see God sitting on this throne and kind of looking in like a looking glass to see, um, oh, let's see what's going on with Daphne now. Oh, she's in trouble. Okay, um, Gabriel, go work on her behalf. And that's not the God that we serve. God is omnipresent. Um, he's here now. He is in our midst, actively in our midst. He's always with us. God um, is moving on our behalf. So he's not only there, but he's actively participating on our behalf. He's actively working on in our situation. So anything that comes to us has to come through God. Peter encourages us to humble ourselves under the mighty of hand of God. And that's not a saying, that's not him saying cower under the mighty hand of God. So, you know, you think of your, your dad's hand, for those of you, you know, who grew up with a dad, you might have got, you know, popped in your mouth, you were saying something. So he's not saying cower under the mighty hand of God so you don't get popped. He's saying stand pose, stand proud under the mighty hand of God. Let his hand be your protection. Um, Last summer, our family went to um, Virginia Beach to visit my aunt, and I remember my son at the time was just one years old, and this was his first experience with the ocean, and he was enjoying watching it, but when he walked up to past the beach to start getting it, I wanted him to get his feet wet. Um, the water was rushing so fast, it scared him. And so even when I tried to hold him and walk out into the water and say, oh, it's okay, it's okay, um, he just, I don't know, he was afraid to go into the water. But when my husband, Charlie, came out and he saw my husband stand in the water, 
for some reason, I, when I know the reason, he got this new confidence that if dad is out here, I'm good. So he actually jumped into Charlie's hands and Charlie was holding him. And then he was able to stand in the water and let his feet get wet. But he wouldn't stand in front of Charlie. He stood to his side and kind of behind him so that the waves would hit him first before they hit him. And then he started to enjoy himself. And he enjoyed himself because he saw that the waves were hitting his father. And if it didn't harm his father, it wouldn't harm him. I wanna encourage you all tonight to have that same stance under the mighty hand of God. Because I have my eyes set on Jesus, I don't have to worry about what life brings at me. When the waves start coming, I'm standing behind my father. I'm standing under the mighty hand of God. So nothing can harm me. The weapons may form, but they will not prosper. So we humble ourselves. I want to close with a, a psalm that we've been reading for a while, but I, I just believe it's so applicable to this season that we are all in because I want you to truly know that God actually cares for you. It's Psalms 91, and this is in the message translation. You who sit down in the high God's presence, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow, say this, God is, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. That's right. He rescues you from hitting traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His huge arch, outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. Under them, you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. Fear nothing, not wild wolves in the night not flying arrows in the day, not disease that prowled through the darkness, not disaster that erupts at high noon, even though others succumb all around, drop like flies right and left, no harm will ever even graze you. You'll stand untouched. Watch it all from a distance. Watch the wicked turn into corpse. Yes, because God's your refuge. The high God is your own home. So evil can't even get close to you. Harm can't get through the door. If you stumble, they'll cut you. Their job is to keep you from falling. That is the angel's job is to keep you from falling. You'll walk unharmed among lions and snakes and kick young lions and serpents from the path. If you'll hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care. If you'll only get to know and trust me, call me and I'll answer. Be at your side in bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. I will give you long life, give you a long drink of salvation, says the Lord. If you hold on to him for dear life, if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you. He will lift you out of whatever situation you're in. It's better here. Come under the mighty hand of God. Why? Because he actually cares. You don't have to prove your love for God. You either love him or you don't. I dare you today to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He cares for you. All your worries, all your, all your doubts, don't worry about it. Just like Caleb stood behind Charlie as those waves started hitting Charlie's legs, Caleb wasn't concerned. God cares for you. He cares for me. He cares for all of us. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you for this time. God, I thank you for this word. And Lord, we thank you for actually caring about us. Lord, I know I'm not the only person who has had someone say they care. And we found out it was just a tool of manipulation. But we thank you that that is not you. 
God, you are a good God. There is no bad in you. There is no darkness in you. God, you are full of love and mercy and grace. God, we thank you for your grace. God, we thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to turn to you. And we will not just say, but we will live these super abundant lives. Our families, our lives, we are whole, we are complete, and we are healthy healthy, whole, and complete. God, we thank you in advance for what you will do, the situations that you will turn around, the miracles that we will see in our lives. God, we give you the glory, honor, and praise. And God, we repent for the times that we have decided to take our cares upon ourselves or give them to people instead of you. So right now, God, we cast our cares on you because you actually care about us. We thank you for that. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. Isn't it Father, Son, and Holy Ghost that we give these things to you? Amen. Marketplace Movement is still spreading the gospel virtually live every Sunday morning and Wednesday night. All you have to do is tune in during these times. So come and check us out and get the word on these platforms. Just download the BoxCast app on your Roku, Apple TV, and Fire Stick TV. You can watch us on your favorite social media. Or watch us at the marketplacemovement.online.church or our church website, themarketplacemovement.com. View worship. The Marketplace Movement, where we continue to reach, enhance, and advance lives.